episode three. Ah, we made it. That's right. Yes, there's six episodes in the first and maybe only series of Queer Revelations. If we get a series two, that is up to you and it's also up to me. (laughs) But look, hopefully we do. Hopefully we get there. In this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by comedian and pan slash bisexual funny man, Kyle Phillip. And you know, Kyle is someone, he's one of those people that I haven't known that long. I've only known him over a year, but he has always been such a support and a cheerleader of mine. And I hope that he feels the same way about me. But in this episode, we are going to chat about being pansexual and what that means in 2020 and how that works in practice. Um, because obviously it's something that maybe people are new to, or maybe you're not, maybe you are, or maybe you're, you're figuring out right now who you are and what you are and how you want to identify. So that's really, this conversation and the conversation that we have is really why I wanted to do a podcast like this. It's because I haven't heard conversations like these. So that's why I wanted to put it out into the world. So we talk about life on the Irish comedy circuit as well. And, um, the world and the implications of the Me Too movement and kind of what that means in everyday practice, not just for women, but also because like we're not women, so we can't really talk about that. But we talk about it from a male perspective um, and unfortunately a white male perspective. But I'm sh- I promise we will, we will, we'll get there and we'll have these conversations with a plethora of people and individuals from all walks of life. So I'm excited to do that. Pre-warning though, if you thought I was full of innuendo before, you haven't seen nothing yet because me, when me and Kyle get together, it gets, you know, it goes there. But anyway, get ready for some heartfelt and truly LGBTQI plus eye-opening discussions. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to Queer Revelations episode three with me, Alan. And today I have a very special guest, comedian, all around superstar to Beyonce, Kyle Phillip. Hello, Kyle. Hello, how are you? What's the crack? Oh, not much, not much at all. No, seriously, show us your crack. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I, I'm getting a lot more comfortable um, with this, with this program, with this yeah. little show that we're doing here with, with all our millions of viewers. And uh, I've decided to go as non-PC as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get cancelled as fast as we can. Yes. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, Kyle is um, a fab person. And we met when we did uh, stand up, a stand up course in the Gage School of Acting. Hi, Gaiety School of Acting. Hey, Daddy. <laughs> hey. <laughs> And um, Kyle's really taken up the mantle and gone and on and done some really cool things. And I've been like, oh, I'm too scared to do it again. So here we are. But um, he's a really fab guy and we're going to learn lots about him today. Oh, yes. Plenty. So how are you feeling at the moment? Because we're recording this um, on Pride weekend. Yeah. How I feel? Yeah, 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 feeling good. Feeling good. It's a bit weird, like you know. So like, uh, it's hard to kind of celebrate really. 
at home. But you can't, like, you know, but it's, it's like, I think the prize has been real good for, like, like, I don't know, I love going into town on Pride Day, like, it's so nice, so, like, the energy there is unreal, like, it's way better than anything else, like, any other weekend, and um, we had a good time there, Lindsay and I went, days have more fun. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, we went over to, actually, like, we went to Amsterdam, like, two years ago, on August Bank Holiday weekend, now, I didn't know, but they were having, like, a huge Pride party that weekend, and, like, it was insane, like, they had, like, like barges full Full of queers going up and down. Why didn't you bring me? <laughs> but yeah, so this year it's a bit more of a like. I mean, I'm having like it's all like done through technology, and I see on Instagram they have like a, a pride story that you can add to. It, but like as a like, I'm like the worst with technology. I've been trying to figure out how to add to it. I'm like, I don't know how. <laughs> I think I think technology is like okay we're doing this let's see how let's see how it we did try and record this a few seconds ago and um, I was late because things weren't working for me and then Kyle came on it was working grand and then he was like oh my computer's restarting <laughs> and he has a Mac for all you PC haters so let's just put it straight you know what I mean Bill Gates not sponsored. <laughs> What I really want to talk about is, and it's quite personal, so I identify as, um, uh, I was going to say heterosexual. No. <laughs> People be like, tuning up. No, queer revelations. I'm a cisgender heterosexual man. No, I'm a cisgender homosexual. <laughs> it's a dirty word. How do you identify? So I, I cisgender as well. Um, I identify like pansexual slash bisexual as i said like i'm not that picky i don't mean that in terms of partners i mean that in terms of if he hasn't tried to shift me yet so <laughs> i mean i've been grooming for a while <laughs> well the age difference you know, it yeah, I, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know i wouldn't i'm actually 34. <laughs> no go on yeah. sorry yeah, yeah yeah so like you know be like pansexual bisexual I have like a like a female partner wife, but um, but yeah, like you know what? That's just uh, I have to say, yeah. So that's 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 me really. That yeah. See, and I have to I have to like hold my truth up now. Um, for an aha moment, Oprah Winfrey, mm-hmm. and say I was so I was so. It, your story shook me because I knew you and I'd engaged with yeah. you and I just assumed because you're married to a woman yeah. that you were, you were a heterosexual cisgender man, right? Yeah. And I had to question myself as someone in this community to say, oh, shit. Because obviously the gays and the lesbians can be a lot more visible because the flags and the, vis- the you know, you can yeah it's a lot easier to tell if someone's gay because they hold hands with a man or if someone's a lesbian because they kiss women and do yeah yeah like that's yeah like you know i I suppose i don't think you're on your own there like you know um a lot an awful lot of people don't like or like it does come as a surprise like you know i say in some of my comedy acts like you know some people say someone said to me before but i was like oh you wouldn't think it to look at you because you look so normal (laughs) (laughs) and i was like okay excellent thanks for that (laughs) but yeah like so like like, like Lindsay and I have been like going out with each other for like seven years, you know, so it has, yeah. been, a, has been a long time with, and I suppose when you get to that stage, you know, people just become used to what they see and they just assume certain things. Uh, 
I think as well, like, you know, I've always been a bit kind of uh, expressive, but not like to an extent where like, you know, people would be, you know, in school or anything like that, jumping on me or pointing me out as in like, that, that, yeah, that's you nearly, the closeted thing can, um, you know, some people are better at it than others. So you can slip under the radar as a protection and as a shield kind of a thing. Yeah, no, in a way. Like, and that's yeah. not for everyone, but yeah, for me, like for me, it wasn't an option. Yeah, and like, I suppose like I always kind of like, you know, like, like I didn't come out till like I was in like my mid twenties. Um, yeah. So like, you know, that, there was kind of that as well, you know? Yeah. Like a, a late bloomer, a late, late comer to the party is kind of like, you oh. know, you do, you do spend a lot of time. a late comer. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, and like again, like as like you said, like school was different for me. Like, you know, like being gay in school was a really, really bad thing. Uh, and like nobody wanted to be um, so like, I mean I, I'd imagine like that would have influenced as well kind of me probably more so delaying rather than coming to a realisation later on do you know what I mean yeah yeah like so it was like you know as I say like you, you kind of spend a lot of school back in the when I was in school <laughs> you spend a lot of time trying to not get tricked into being gay like you know like uh, <laughs> like it's because I, yeah <laughs> <laughs> people people would walk up like sorry that's that's very like inside joke but like in Irish schools I don't know where else it happens but people would walk up to you and be like oh you've, you've got something on your nails and if you checked your hands like this <laughs> you, were, you were gay but if you checked them like that you were you were straight because I don't know about you but I, I define gay as something completely different <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there are other traits kind of associated yeah <laughs> yeah yeah they involve bodily functions and attractions to uh, yeah. certain specimens. <laughs> yeah, oh, but that's the thing. Like that's the thing that kind of gets to me sometimes. Uh, like like that guy that said like, "Oh, you wouldn't think it to look at you because you because you act so normal or because you, you you seem so normal." I was like, "I don't have to. Why do I have to act a certain way because of that?" I like, know, you know, but we're like, all normal. We're normal. Yeah, people. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I mean, I go the other way and say, "Well, look, no one's fucking normal." Like you know. <laughs> You're fucking right there. <laughs> Especially in this country. Oh my god! If you want, if you want to meet crazy, come to Ireland. <laughs> We're all a bit nuts. So here we are doing that, talking about our personal lives on fucking YouTube, yeah. wherever you're watching this. Do you know what I mean? But I wanted to ask you because yeah. many people wouldn't be familiar with pansexual. I'm gonna move on in a second, but I think it's interesting, yeah. and I think people like you're gonna learn. People are gonna learn something, and I'm learning. What is pansexual for you? Well, like so. Uh, someone, uh, another comedian, uh, put it uh, a funny way. Ali O'Rourke. Uh, she said, uh, <laughs> "She said it's not about what's in your pants as long as it's me." Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, she so, like, Irish? You know, yeah, she's Irish. Yeah, she's amazing. Uh, she's like one of like you know she's doing a lot of work for like the LGBTQ community in Irish comedy and like the, wow. the trans community in comedy as well. It's really really good. That's really strong, actually. But like, yeah. So for me, it's kind of like you know, so you can be attracted to someone regardless of like their 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 gender identification or their physical sex. You know, so it's and I think it's you know sometimes you read about it and you're kind of like, well, this is just being a bit more principled than like you know, a bisexual is man or woman. You know what I mean? But again, like can interpret bisexual as meaning a lot more than that as well. But, Absolutely. You know, in a, it depends how you see the world. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
the gender the gender expression isn't you know a binary thing anymore exactly so yeah you could be attracted to someone who's non-binary who may ex- who may express themselves differently you know as time goes on yeah exactly yeah there really is no rules and mm. that's why you know like every <laughs> there's a fear out there to say these things and kind of define them because there there is no exact parameters on on the scope of things and i think that's where people get confused and they get scared to talk about it because i've misgendered people mm. um, and i've said it wrong and i'm in the community and i'm supporting people and trying yeah. to you know raise raise the raise these kind of voices with all with millions of people watching you know what i mean you know <laughs> even it is so hard. Like, it's so hard like like everything is so hard like you know it's and like, you do you do have to make a change like you know you have to change like you know like i like in work now as well like i've tried real hard not to you know simple things but they are hard work because you're talking about like 34 in my case years of doing something one way and now like I'm going into a room and I'm saying try and consciously try and not to say hey guys to a room full of you know a mixed room you know so now I just say how are the lads you know I just think it's easier that way <laughs> no not really <laughs> I was like okay that is not okay <laughs> worse like you know but yeah like you know yeah you do have to like and you, like, you have to catch yourself a lot like you know saying like hey, folks Hello there. <laughs> I, I love I love this one and um I, I, I robbed it for one of my colleagues and we will stop talking about work in a second. Um but I, I love the hey people. Oh I like that, yeah, that's good. Hey people, because you can't get it wrong. You can't <laughs> yeah. get it wrong. I mean, unless someone, Hello, you know, human. is saying I'm actually unless Pierce Morgan comes on and calls himself a penguin. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a little bit of shade there, Pierce. <laughs> you know, if we want to talk about gender issues, come on, let's have you. Forget Good Morning Britain. <laughs> We'll talk about it here, okay? You can rip me to shreds if you like, Penguin. You lost your job in lockdown. Yeah, like, so I was working, like, as a contractor. Like, I work in IT, kind of project management stuff, and I was working as a contractor with an energy company, and they kind of just made a decision, like, when, when was it? Like, in April, to kind of just cut down on the contract staff, kind of, like, keep the permanent staff there. So... So yeah, so it was weird, kind of like it's a weird experience going through, like getting basically getting fired, not over the phone, but over the computer, like you know, it was, it was real weird. And was, it, was it a mass one or was it individual? I don't know. I was in like I think about like ten of us in total got let go from different teams. But it, do you know what I mean? But like on the on the call, were you all there? Or was oh, it just no. you? <laughs> Everyone in the company was there, and they just started turning off people's screens as they were firing them. You're cancelled. <laughs> no, no, like, like, luckily it was a one-on-one thing, and we kind of did it in a kind of nice way that, like, it was, like, I, I was able to kind of say to people that it was an agreed decision, like, you know, so it wasn't yeah. very well known. That Well, people know now if they watch this, but that, like, yeah. <laughs> Oops. But it was good, like, you know, it was, like, it was a good time, because I haven't, like, I've been working since college, like, without, like, you know, I, I never really went traveling for a long time or anything like that, so, like, I've been working, like, consistently since, like, I was 21, yeah, which is, like, 13 years, so, like, and especially with the lockdown, I was, like, right, I have literally nothing to do, and, like, I'm, you know, I have an excuse, like, you know, if I was sitting around and the world was operating as normal, someone might be like, oh, you should really be going, seeing the world or doing this, doing that. But I just kind of spent a few weeks 
just chilling out, like you know, which is really nice. It's so important, and I think yeah. a lot of people are going to learn a lot about themselves in this lockdown. Like I have learned a lot about myself because life can be so busy, yeah, so much going on, and that you're thinking about things. You can't look at that holistic kind of aspect mm. and say, "Okay, I'm not feeling right here. What do I need to change, or what can yeah. I do better?" And you know, we're always we're all connected twenty four seven now, so it's very. Mm. Very hard to take that time and just come to center. But you're, yeah, you're exactly. doing it now, and you've got a new job, and you know you've you've worked miracles in lockdown. <laughs> really, you have. Like, because everyone's like, "Oh, well, you can't leave your job now because it's lockdown, and like you're not going to get a new job." But the amount of people going know, places yeah, and getting new yeah. jobs, and like even on LinkedIn, it's like, "Oh, I'm just been promoted." Like, yeah, it's crazy. It's Life like, continues. Like, yeah, that's it. Like, so yeah, so I got like I was all off work for like five weeks and then I got a new job and like so it's funny there because like I've never met anyone from my new team or you know never had an introduction with anyone except for just on zoom and skype and things like that and I was kind of wondering like you know as like how's this going to be like surely I need to meet people if I want to do my job effectively but I mean I'm, I'm in it now like six weeks and I'm flying so it's really kind of shown like I'm kind of looking now like well like surely anyone can do any job anywhere now like um, you could work in New York for Ireland. Exactly. Like, yeah, that's what I, don't know I would what actually want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck America. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I don't no, know why like, you wouldn't want to work in New York in yeah. New York. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> Me like, at nighttime yeah. just voguing. <laughs> but it right. is like it is cool. Like think that you could do that. Like you could just say, "Oh, I want to live in Budapest for the summer and just go and do it there and just work back in Ireland." Like. Like we've a lot of my team oh, who's absolutely up. like this, this is it and say that to me again oh no yeah i'm just going to say that we have a guy on my team at work who uh he went home to romania and yeah. in the course of going home like the country got shut down so he got stuck there so he's still stuck in romania working uh but he's loving life like you know it's like an extended holiday that you have to just pop in and out of work so like well, I think that's happening a lot of people. Uh, it's a funny mm. one. But look, you you know the format of the show. And yeah. um, we've, we've got a little basis going. So we're going to move on, right? And we're going to go to Unbelievable. So Unbelievable is, um, you know, a funny move. A f- no, a moment in the history of the world that you can't believe happened. So what's your Unbelievable moment? Okay. Yeah, so I kind of have one there that's like a bit, um, it's about football, kind of like, Something that happened in the like the nineteen ninety four World Cup. Uh, now, like I know it's boring, it's boring football. Sorry, but this guy, this Colombian guy called Escobar, right? Not Pablo. There's a big button here called Remove. I feel like getting it. <laughs> I got it. Uh, so this guy called Escobar. Yeah. Um, uh, Andreas Escobar is his name, right? And mm. um, he scored an own goal. Do you know what an own goal is in football? I went to an all boys school. Like, like, okay. <laughs> I had to learn that to survive. Yes. So he was scored. behind the defenders or something like that. And he yeah, scored yeah, a goal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So he scored off- goal. Oh, is that the offside rule? I'm getting confused. <laughs> yeah, I get mixed up there. <laughs> but yeah, so he scored like oh, an old goal. Yeah, pool. <laughs> and yeah like, you know, like, yeah, we get up to that. Like, yeah, I can't believe it. No, but yeah, so this is like the unbelievable thing. Like, I can't believe somebody took football this seriously, right? So he went, scored an own goal in the World Cup. Colombia got knocked out of the World Cup. He went home to Colombia. And he was in a nightclub and someone shot him because of it. 
<laughs> dead. Dead. Shot him dead. Shot, shot him six times. And apparently, as he was shooting him, he was saying, go, 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 go. And shot him six, six times because he lost the country of football match. Like, imagine taking a sport that seriously. Like, I, didn't so, yeah, know, I never knew this happened. Yeah, like, like it really is to me. Like, and I know it's not like a significant thing in history in terms of like world events, but I just thought it was like unbelievable that something like that would happen. And then, like, but I suppose you know, like yeah. to cheer it, things it, up, you have a funny one as well, though, don't you? Funny one, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, the other thing, like you know, like you read about like like people that get into power and kind of like create dictatorial regimes. They normally have like a pretty decent plan and execute it quite well. Um, but then you have Colonel Gaddafi, uh, who, who the story of him coming to power is like the funniest story ever. And I really want to make like a TV show about it. I think it'd be hilarious. Like, like a, a comedy show about it. Like, like there was like, like he basically uh, got- uh, Netflix. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Um, this like, is your we- elevator pitch. You have 10 seconds. <laughs> So he basically got into power, like, against his own will, like, again, despite himself. Like, they were going at once, like, an example of one, they went to, like, take over this church because it was a significant, like, stronghold and would allow them, like, access into a city. They went to, like, raid it. (laughs) But they couldn't fucking find it. (laughs) (laughs) So they had to come back again the next day. And uh, yeah, but somehow he got into power. Uh, as it I sounds think, like a few hookups I've had, <laughs> despite himself. Like you know, and I like whenever I read about it, I'm always thinking like I honestly think it would be a great idea for like a little comedy show about this EJ. And then they got into power, and like this is the other thing. Like they're so like he made it like a non-alcoholic country. Libby, he made it like no okay. no alcohol, like prohibition like, kind of thing. Yeah, prohibition style, and like but they also wanted to. <laughs> Make it a tourist destination. <laughs> well, that's not going to work, especially yeah, not for the Irish. <laughs> but they were. But someone asked, like the tourist minister, like, like, how are you going to do this? He's like, oh, we're going to make it like a, a tourist destination for recovering alcoholics. <laughs> oh, God's sake! <laughs> By the way, I think it's nice to take a moment to pause and go. If you're wondering how me and Kyle's chairs look very similar, <laughs> we didn't think up. We both went to idea. <laughs> Oh my god! I just think it's so funny. I was just looking there and I was like, "We're strangely in sync," and we're both yeah. we're both doing this like. <laughs> you know when you're on a when you're on a Zoom call and people are like, mm, "I have a, a swivel chair." You're in your kitchen stool, hon. <laughs> this bitch is leather. I feel like one of those daddies, you know. <laughs> Although I'm not old enough. Right, that was unbelievable. <laughs> You know, I have too many unbelievable moments to talk about. So I think I'm <laughs> two is plenty enough for me. So we're going to move on and we're going to go to one of my favorite, favorite sections because I love finding out new stuff. This is binge worthy. Okay, so binge worthy is what we're binging right now. Um, can be anything, podcasts, videos, YouTube artists or shows like this one <laughs> there's not enough out there to binge yet um <laughs> or netflix or whatever so kyle what are you binging i have been binging on the latest season of the sinner which is on netflix um have you, have you heard of the sinner have you, have you watched it i've heard no. of the sinner 
and I tend yeah. to sin a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like the sin, yeah. like it's like there's like three seasons of it so far. So like the latest season just came out, and I literally like watched it in like a day. No uh, way! That's so good. Like so good. It's so Bill Pullman's in, in it. Bill Pullman is in it, and uh, Jessica Biel is in the first season. Oh. Yeah, and she's like yeah, she's like the executive producer of it. Like the first season is unreal. Like. Um, what happens in the first season now this isn't really a spoiler it's the premise of the show but uh, this woman like she 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 kills a guy on a beach like in broad daylight in front of everyone um, and she claims that she doesn't know the guy at all and she doesn't know why she did it but she just got an urge to do it so then the, the whole series is kind of like you know what's happened and you know who did it but you're trying to figure out the why they did it so like that's kind of like the basis of all the seasons so it's really you know like in each of them an incident will happen you know who's been injured you, you know who's done it but you, the the rest is kind of like well, why did they do it and you think it's that that can't be <laughs> but, uh, so it, it kind of reveals all it's a bit like yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what you're getting into but you you, you don't know the details exactly exactly yeah 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 and like i like it's so good you might like bill pullman is in it and he's like He's like my favorite actor at the moment. Probably just because I watched The Sinner up to last night. I must uh, check it out. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's really good. I'm, really watching, good. I'm watching The Politician at the moment. That's what I'm binging. What's that? I, I haven't heard of that. So, do you know Ben Plath? No. Do you know Dear Evan Hansen? No. <laughs> do you know Ryan Murphy? Yeah. Oh, thank God. I was like, Jesus, this bitch. Do you know anyone? <laughs> So it's this show from Ryan Murphy. Gwyneth Paltrow is in it. Bette oh, cool. Midler is in it. Uh, ben Platt, who's like this massive breakout star on Broadway. He was in Dear Evan Hansen, which is a Pesk and Paul musical, the same writers as um, The Greatest Showman. Oh, cool. And um, yeah, so this is kind of his first leading role in a series on Netflix. Really good. So it's all about this kid who grows up in America, uh, really wealthy background, and he just wants to be um, a politician. He wants to be president like so he's living that dream and he like has his whole life pc'd so that he there's no dirt on his life and he gets into harvard and all this kind of stuff and it's yeah. really really interesting oh and it's i think it's very much a reflection of the world right now so they at the episode i'm watching at the moment so there's two seasons only and they're only about seven there's only seven episodes but um yeah it's all about cancel culture and you know, um, cultural appropriation and um, how how nasty and dirty politics can be. Yeah, yeah. Like the kind of like it sounds like a bit of a like a display of like how white privilege works as well, right? Like if he's had this whole path the whole way along, you know. I was reading something yeah. about that yesterday. Like apparently, like like interns in Congress, still a lot of them don't get paid. Mm. Which kind of like you know you say that like people don't really understand why that's like a white privilege kind of thing. It's like because only people with money can take up the role like you know because they're like experience don't pay the bills as they say like you know and i think doing what we've done in our past i think we and, and our future experience doesn't pay the bills you know <laughs> what i mean like you can't you, it, when you have a talent and you, you want to pursue something like there's only so much of it you can do for free exactly yeah 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 absolutely yeah it's definitely true in like the comedy world like you know everything is oh 
the good experience for you. The good experience. And like, you know, you've been doing that for three years. Like, when is it going to stop being good experience and start? You know, you're charging a tenner at the door. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, come here. That's a good segue. So, tell us about the comedy scene and what you like about it, and maybe your aspirations for yourself. Come yeah. Forward. So, I mean. The comedy scene in Ireland has been fairly rough the last week or so with like revelations about like kind of people in positions of like not even power but like you know small bits of power and like abusing their it's like micro power yeah yeah and it's like like you know so for context it means like you know gig bookers that have been kind of like emotionally and in other ways abusive to women particularly women comedians and also LGBTQ comedians. There's a lot going on there. Like, you know, I was in, like, I've heard of people, like, you know, trans comedians being told by bookers, oh, you'll always be a lad to me, and things like that. And things that is just not acceptable. Like, you know, even, you know, and if you think that's a good joke, like, I don't want to do your gig, like, you know, and it's kind of had me thinking about what it, like, what are my aspirations and stuff like that, because, you know, I know myself in that situation if this guy is booking me for a gig am I going to stand up in that room and tell him that's not on thus effectively ending my my career in that venue or at that night you know and like I don't think that that, that particularly that something that serious happened to me but I need to look now and say well you know what what are my priorities like you know is it doing a shitty gig on a Monday night or is it kind of standing up for people that might need help there like so my aspirations that's amazing that's amazing Sorry, yeah. I, I, there's a, no there's a strong there's a strong message there and i think often when we think about council culture and we think about you know people using their positions um for their own self-benefit and to the detriment of others we think of the harvey weinsteins and yeah. you know yeah. the big billionaires but every you know every office has someone in in a senior position who, and we've heard the stories like in passing that they are they've gone with staff or people have got promotions yeah. you know all these kind of things that are going on yeah. um in, in a kind of dodgy you know situation and um i think we're in the next phase of that me too where it's seeping down into you know the knit and grit of society where like, yeah. if you like even hosting this show right that has four viewers okay and I like I know virtual, but like I could I could have I could abuse this position. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, and, it, and I don't like, know if you're aware that um, the drag queen Sherry Pie, who's also like on the comedian side of things, mm-hmm. she she was using her position to, um, and I won't I won't go into the details of it because it's out there online. Yeah, they were using their power in the New York drag scene to like, um grab young up-and-coming actors and like get inappropriate materials claiming that they were going to put she was pretending to be a casting director and oh, wow. like had this alter ego but she was using her position and her knowledge yeah to, you, you know you can, it's not just the physical thing which no, is yeah. you know obviously important but there's so many absolutely yeah. that can happen like i was reading about so like it's like louis ck is a comedian that's gone through something where you know he had like allegations against him and like he's he's admitted to them like basically showing people his mickey and um, <laughs> to, to put it crudely 
but like like he like I was I was reading about like him and the way he looked at it, his perspective. And I was like, it really brings it home. Was like how much like is involved here, right? Because he's talking about he said that he always d- defended himself by saying, "Well, I always asked them before I did it. I always said, can I show you?' And then they always said, yeah, and I did it. So I've done nothing wrong. We're like, but even asking them is an abuse of your power, like you know." Yeah, and then it comes into the question of consent, you know? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Because, you know, very, the implications, you know? Mm. Like, and I only realised this a while ago because I can be very pun, pun funly. I can be very, <laughs> I can use a lot of puns. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I was trying to make a pun into a pun, but it didn't work. Um, <laughs> fail, cancelled. But if I tell you a joke that you're in on, like, and, and it's pun in, the, in an office setting or professional yeah. setting, right? And so there's a bystander there. They can they can claim that you are you know, you're 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 not abuse. Well, I suppose abusing them, or you know, it's sexually perverse in yeah. capacity. Even though it's not directed at them, they're not involved. Yeah. Say you're getting a coffee together, and someone there with you, like in Starbucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They can take it on. So it's it's a tricky territory. So I just say be careful. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but like you know, at the same time, there is a lot of good stuff going on in the the scene in Dublin. Like as I said, like there's a big and powerful kind of like LGBTQ community within the comedy circuit, and like there, you know, there's a number of nights that they're. Yeah, running. Introduce me. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because yeah. when I think of comedy, it's a bit like radio. It's very much you know male dominated. Mm. Um, straight white man male dominated scene but obviously it's changing yeah like I mean they're, they're like it'll take a while to change and a lot of like a lot of the clubs are now or people that like you know comedians in groups on Facebook and so they're looking at okay well what do we want clubs to do now we want them to have you know minorities represented at nights like you know because it's not just about you know gay straight it's also black people black members members of the black community you know people of colour need to be out there more because they they do represent like a much bigger portion of the community than is reflected in the the nights that are you know comedy nights in in town and stuff and like with the nights that we run as part of like our old class I think we've we've been fairly good with like our representation there you know in terms of like we we try to get the gender balance right and and I suppose like we're, we're, we do it with and our... I, I, I think I agree. And, uh, you know, in a way, the way the way it happened um, and the way you organized it, you know, it, it was open to that. And I think mm. once people once people are encouraged to go forward and there's no one, you know, you know, um, Wizard of Oz pulling strings behind it yeah. to make sure that they don't progress or whatever. Yeah. Then I think that the floor is open and then the stage is open for people and, and their talents to come through. Absolutely, like there's like, I, like I've heard the argument said like, oh well surely getting a gig should be based on your talent, not on your yeah. whatever. But I agree with that sentiment, but it's not that, that's not the problem. The problem is if you don't make, make members of minority communities or, you know, vulnerable communities aware that you will be supported here you'll be allowed you know you'll be given a stage here where we're going to protect you it's you, you like if you don't give people the knowledge that you're protecting and going to give them a safe space to express they're not going to come forward so you'll just be left with you know a male dominated mm-hmm. lineup you know so it's not just about yeah i agree yeah talent is talent 
but it's about getting people to come forward you know what i mean yeah and i i also think it's about the people who need to come forward you know um standing up and calling it out and saying this is wrong or you know yeah. i'm here what about me and mm-hmm. there's a lot there's a lot it seems self-centered and egotistical but like yeah sometimes you have to go hi i'm here um what's going on i know yeah yeah absolutely yeah like it is now, like yeah ego self-centered like yeah that's that's comedy baby <laughs> everyone's the same you know <laughs> Kyle does these walking tours and I'm going to leave a link. We'll, we'll put the link in the description. I, I was going to say in the cars, but I don't know if I can do that. We'll figure it out. It's here somewhere. Yeah, and he does these walking tours. And I have to, Kyle, I absolutely love them. Oh, really? I think they're so fun. <laughs> and he brings, Lindsay is like director slash producer slash yeah. um, videographer. Yeah. And Russell's the star. And obviously you're like Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing. I want you up. But they're fab. And you go around where you're from. Mm. and um you just have the crack yeah like look it's it's cool yeah russell for people down there is my little dog <laughs> She's oh yeah i never explained like yeah. <laughs> yeah, russell yeah, is actually yeah. they're in a trouble and russell is the kind of the the sub bottom in the relationship <laughs> he loves to doggy style <laughs> but yeah it's kind of like i always thought like you know it's like i think there is great stuff in a lot of areas that you, you like the idea came from like I always thought it'd be good to do an actual tour around my area for like you know like there's a lot of tourists coming to Dublin they see Christchurch they see St Patrick's Cathedral I'm like well like I, I could show them knock line like yeah it's just a, it's just like a neighborhood but like we have trees and bridges you know <laughs> knock line where are you from I was like where are you from oh yeah I'm from Kildare there oh uh, country knock I'm from knock line. <laughs> up and coming but what have you any plans to, to do any more of them or what are you doing yeah so uh, like i mean yeah so we did like four episodes of the first season um which is not a very long season like but <laughs> we, what we, do they we call it a mini series mini series yeah yeah <laughs> they're all about five minutes long so it's quite mini um like we, we got to do some fun stuff like so there's like a scene that was from the show love hate that was filmed in Knockline. So like we recreated that scene with me playing all the roles, and that was a lot of fun. And, <laughs> and like it was real good. Like it was my first taste of like real acting. So uh, we're looking to try and uh, like yeah for like the next season we're looking to try and get some people involved. You know, like other people that like Alan, it's quite like if you you have to know not line is the only thing. You know? What do I have to do? <laughs> But yeah, I'll, I, hopefully I don't abuse my position of power there and letting people on the YouTube with that. But like, yeah, so like we'll probably come back. Do. Um, and of course, like we're in, we're we're stuck in Ireland for a while now. We're not going on any. I think you could you can expand it further than yeah. that line. I'd love to see you go out and play. Like this is Ring's End, or you know, yeah, yeah, here's, yeah, yeah, here's yeah, Cable yeah. Street. You know, like yeah, like my like one idea I have for the second season is to is to have like yeah, go around to different areas with someone kind of show me around I think a good bit is like um, I think an opportunity I missed out on a lot is not having that much interaction on it like you know so it was just me yeah at sites I think like and it's a character that I'm playing is like well basically myself but just a bit of a heightened kind of cheesy guy like you know and I think it's kind of it's a, it's a bit partridge you know it's a bit like awkward moments and stuff like that. and I think if you if I can introduce more people it'll probably help that kind of 
heightened absolutely and even even thinking about this this show right and this format that i've done because there's a person with you obviously you can like you can you can ramble on for a lot longer and a lot more things come out whereas i if i sat here and talked about everything that we talked about it would just feel very like you know yeah like pansexual oh you can't do this or this is how we think whereas we're actually having a conversation and we're letting people into that conversation so it feels more as in we're having the discussion around it and not as in i'm telling you what i think exactly yeah yeah oh definitely I want to move on to the next section, which is queer revelations. And that is a, a moment that you were surprised by that happened in the LGBT community or an, L, uh, you know, an aha moment um, concerning yeah. gays and pride and LGBTQIA people. Oh, sorry, there's, I, I haven't got the intro on this one, so it's over to you. <laughs> Holy, I was waiting for the intro. For You're the so intro. good. He's like the perfect guest. Someone call Ray Darcy quickly. <laughs> yeah, so like, I mean, I think, as I said, like, I kind of came out later on. Like, I mean, I, like, it wasn't like 50 or something like that, but I still came out later on, like, you know, yeah. and not that young. And I, like, I think that was the, the big surprise I've seen since then is like, there's a lot of people like that, you know, and the acceptance of them is really, really, really like refreshing and like warming, you know, like you think that like, you know, a lot of communities that are already established. I see people like me coming along later on, you'd be like, Oh no, you're just going through a phase or you're just, you know, you don't know what you want. Um, but it's a lot more accepting. I think, um, which is a really good thing to see, you know? Absolutely. And I think like, what's brought to mind was like Philip Schofield mm. and the kind of people in that generation. Um, there's no right time to come out. And I, I always thought like I came out, my coming out wasn't one day or one moment or, you know, this day, like, and you, I think you try so many times and then you nearly have to come out all the time. To yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like you've kind of come out today in a way again. Yeah. Like, yeah, like this is the thing, like, you know, because it's not something that I bring up and I don't think anyone really does bring it up. Um, but like you know it's not like you know as in even if people are talking about it like sometimes they don't really feel the need to bring it up because to me it's like well, it's not i don't know why but sometimes i'm just like do you know what in this situation i'd rather just keep my cars close to my chest and then like even with the in with comedy i was like i had to like you know come out again yeah when i started doing that because a lot of what i was doing at the start was like yeah look funny jokes right but like mm. jokes about like you know kind right. of <laughs> safe areas for me like you know things that are, you know are kind of like, kind of beige and then I said well like you know around Christmas time I kind of said well look you need to come out and like tell jokes about things that really matter to you things that are different about you you know what I mean mm. and that's the same thing so I had to like and like it was like again like the support I got like so these are comedians that would have seen me performing for a few months and then I come out after Christmas and start talking about pansexuality and kind of like trouble growing up not coming out and like being tricked into being gay and things like that and like the amount of support you get from like you know everyone like you know gay straight everything is is really cool like but it is definitely true you have to come out an awful lot like you know (laughs) i talk about all the time but you, you do have to come out an awful lot and um you know what you said there i i i went like this because i was excited because what you have to offer to the world is what you think and what you believe. And mm. 
you you being authentically you is so important and you've been able to freely discuss and talk about those things. But I also understand the fear of, oh, he's that pansexual comedian or yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm that gay guy. Um, yeah. And I have I check myself sometimes as well because obviously I'm not just a gay person. I'm a person. And we yeah, have so many yeah. different like hats that we wear and different roles that we fulfill. Mm. Like I, I'm a brother, I'm a son, I'm a cousin, I'm a friend you know, who happens to be gay. So like, it's one little part of you. Yeah. Um, but I like, so you, you don't want to be known as that person, right? But I also yeah. think you have to acknowledge and embrace who you are and be authentic. And at the end of the day, you can't control how other people see you. If yeah, you want to see you as that, like, okay, but like, here I am world, take it or leave it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. Like, you don't want to be like, I always say, like, don't let one thing define you. Like, because uh, like it, it can happen. Like, when you see like Liverpool fans this week, yeah, like, do, like going crazy for winning the league. Like, it's just like, they're just defining themselves as just, I support Liverpool and this is who I am. You know what I mean? Like, and, it, <laughs> and like, I just think okay, it's, like, people are a lot more like, you know, dimensional than that. Like, you know, and even as you say, like, it is. They say it's a part of you. It's a it's a small part, but it's a big part at the same time. Like you know, it's kind of like, yeah. Like it's it's, so. it's, it's really depends big. how big your part is, but you know. <laughs> well, then it's a small part for me. Can you tell I'm I'm very thirsty at the moment, like very thirsty. Saying, nothing is quenching my thirst. <laughs> the virtual dates don't do it for you. Oh, stop! Did you wear aftershave for this date? <laughs> Well, I had a shower, which is actually a big deal for me, right? I normally, like, I've gotten into the routine of having a shower at night time and stuff like that. But I said I'd get the hair done because I'm, like, I'm trying to grow my hair long. Uh, I think it's good, yeah. Thank you. It's nice. What um, about this? Are you going to go out with the sides as well? Or are you, are you tucking them in? I'm, I'm going to get them tucked in again. Like, Lindsay's been cutting it for me. Yeah. Bit, but uh, the, the barbers are back open on Monday, so I'm going in next Saturday. Oh, I thought uh, you were going to go, like, full, like, you know, kind of, like, curlify... No. Timothy Chalamet kind of ooh dirty <laughs> I love him I absolutely love him my queer revelation is um, so you might be able to add some insight into this but I was in a, at a, a dinner in Dublin and in this place called Crew if you've ever heard of it yeah 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 yeah. Oh, delicious yeah <laughs> um, hopefully it's open again soon but um we were there and we, I, I, like I was in, it was four of us and um, I was talking about, you know, um, everyone being so accepting and da, 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 and open to everyone and who they are. And I was like, and like the, the people I were with were totally, you know, pro LGBT and positive and supportive and all the rest. And then I was like, so like, I just like said, I'll ask the question anyway. And I was like, would you go out with someone who was bisexual? Like, would you go out with a man who was bisexual? And the, the reaction was like completely negative. Like they were like, no, I wouldn't. And I yeah. was like, so if you found like, most of them were in happy relationships, but I was like, if you met someone who was, you know, bisexual and you fell in love with them because it came from that show, um, uh, what Love is Blind. Yeah, guy yeah, yeah. He was bisexual. Now, I don't think it was, I, I, I do think some of it was a bit superficial and played up for the cameras. But when the girl found out, it kind of like ruined the relationship and um i was like okay but like how can you be pro lgbt and supportive of yeah. and then say you wouldn't and it's a bit yeah. like saying not in my backyard so like yeah. you can go off there and uh, you you guys are free to do what you want but like if it came into your life you know and you found out that your partner was bisexual or something or whatever that infers 
on your ego and it brings it into your own personal space and then people get really uncomfortable with it. Yeah. Like it is like, yeah, it's definitely something like, um, like, like, like this happens a lot. Whereas like I would tell people and they say, Oh, what, what about, what about, what does that mean for you and Lindsay? It's like, like, what like, <laughs> like, I think it's people have this perception of promiscuity maybe or something. Uh, yeah. The monogamy uh, is over or whatever. But yeah. That- people just think because like, I don't know, it seems to be somehow, maybe it's because of patriarchy or something like that, but it seems to be that there's an assumption that only heterosexual people can be faithful to each other. And I, I don't think it's true. I don't agree with it, but like, I think that's a big part of where that comes from because it is always a reaction I get when people, when I say it to people, they assume I have some kind of weird decadent lifestyle where yeah, uh, you know, you're getting, uh, every, you're getting the best of every world possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's kind of it like truly you know, is tasting the rainbow. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but you know, it's just like you know, if you're if you're if you are a heterosexual man married to a heterosexual woman, yeah, it doesn't mean that you are only attracted to that woman. You, oh my god, all, have you watched television? They're all having affairs. Know, None yeah, of them yeah. are like. There's some gay people that you know that are so you know. They're monogamous and they love each other and they wouldn't go outside of it, right? Yeah. And then people are like, oh God, that's like, it's all seedy and gritty and all. And then you're watching television, Fair City. You're watching Fair City. Do you know what I mean? The straightest thing you could watch. Yeah. And here's people like uh, dipping their wick in everything possible. Know, and I'm like, what is this? And it's this sexuality and, you know, polyamory and monogamy. Yeah. You know, they've linked it all together, but it's not that. Like I can oh, be... A homosexual and want a polyamorous relationship. I want to, you know, have multiple partners, but be one person. Everyone is different. Yeah, and I think it's really funny. It's really very funny. But it's dangerous too, right? It's dangerous too because, like, you know, when anything kind of bad happens, or like, you know, you know, men's health issues amongst, like, you know, the LGBTQ community, people just assume, oh, they deserve it for going out and doing this, and doing that, like, you know, because that's the way, like it was educated to them mm. about like, you know, like sexually transmitted diseases and stuff like that. People were like grown up, like told that this is a gay person problem, you know, when it's not like, and I think it stems probably even going back that far, you know. And Janet, who's writing the complaints into Orgy about normal people, you know, and, and their flaccid penis on show has had four STIs in the last 12 months. <laughs> That's not an issue for her. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 right. no, yeah. We're all very quick to point the finger, but mm. I do think like, and obviously it changes, like you, you could be in a monogamous relationship and I'm not going to go get into it, but in 10 years time, you might be like, you know what? We're going to open this up and see what it likes. And I seen a video there in January and it was um, Derek Barry, the drag queen. And he's been in a triple for um, seven years, I think. Well. And it's still going strong. So a triple is like three people in one relationship. Yeah. And previously to that, he was with the other partner in the relationship for seven years. So he's been with one partner for 14 and the other for seven. And it's still going strong. Yeah. And people, like that is just so uncommon. People yeah. think it's just very uncommon, but it, yeah. it's not. Be interesting to see, like, do they have a thing, like, you know, where there's competition and the one is like, well, I've been here for seven years longer than you. <laughs> Well, I'll send you the video, but they said it's amazing because when you get in a row, there's always a mediator. There's always someone who's like outside it. It's like 24-7 counselling. Yeah. Like now I'm not And also there's a lot more there's a lot more positions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, did you ask the people that said no? Did you ask them why they said no? 
they just said they like they couldn't do it knowing that they because they were they were straight women so like they couldn't knowingly you know have intercourse with a man who they've known has had intercourse with a man yeah that's difficult right but like you could be doing that anyway and not knowing like you could be doing that like you know and everyone went to college these days i can kind of appreciate it like you do get like I've gotten jealous before about people's past relationships. I'm jealous. <laughs> and it's weird. Like, it's like, why? There's nothing you can do about it. Like, you know, it's something that's happened. It's, it's in the past. Um, but still, yeah, I, I can kind of understand a bit of it, like, as well, people being like, oh, there's a part of your desires or emotional things that, that you can't deliver to them. That's mm-hmm. it. I think that's a bit of a, but it's, you know, I still come back to it. Just if you're in a, a monogamous heterosexual relationship, it doesn't mean you have that same amount of desires or emotional needs that someone can't deliver for you, but it's accepted there. Like. Absolutely. I a hundred percent agree. And it's a funny one, but I'm, it's great to have the conversation and it's great to have this conversation with someone who actually you're my first LGBTQ plus identifying guest. Oh, so really? The conversation has been incredibly different for me. Yeah, because yeah. even though the, the, um, the guys I've had on before have been completely open, yeah, you're you're a lot more aware of what's going on, and you're seeing it through your perspective instead of what you're aware of. Do you get me? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's a funny one, right? We're gonna lighten the mood now because it's kind of a bit dark. So <laughs> this is TikToks that shook my soul. <laughs> Hello, it's me. I just want to let you know that coming up next is TikToks that shook my soul. But because of copyright laws and all the wonderful music that's on TikTok, we can't exactly share that content on the podcast. Because it started out as a video interview series on YouTube, we used to have the crack and look at it there. So if you want to check out the video version of TikToks that shook my soul, get a bit of laughter, love and joy into your life, visit www.alanyoung.ie forward slash TikToks that shook or you can visit our Instagram right now, which is at Queer Revelations. Without further ado, let's get back to the chat. This is the part of the show, Kyle, where I ask, have you heard the news? Because it's so queer. Because it's so queer. You don't have to respond. Do it again, I'll do that. (laughs) This is the part of the show, Kyle, where I ask, have you heard the news? Because it's so queer. That wasn't rehearsed at all. <laughs> okay, so we have um, a couple of news stories. And the one that's really pressing for me is the Strictly Come Dancing reportedly putting that same-sex marriage pairing on hold. Mm-hmm. Same-sex like, yeah. uh, partner, sorry, not marriage. Yeah, like, so I like I, I was reading through and like something that, like, they were saying, oh, well, no, we just need to make sure we can do the show safely. And that's our number one priority. It's like, why can't you have multiple priorities? You know, like it's only a, it's only a little TV show. You know, what's the difference when you're you dancers? Out? Yeah. What's the safety thing about it? Like, are you running out with jock straps? Like, what's the story? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Can we do it safely? I think it's just a big, you know, fair play to ITV for dancing on ice and the first gay partnership. And I don't care what people say. That's mainstream telly. Yeah. I'm pointing the finger now because I'm telling you. BBC, yeah. get a grip. Get yeah. a grip. But yeah, like, even, In Ireland, we've had a same-sex partnership. Now, it was only for one week with Brian Dowling 
on, on yeah. Dancing with the Stars, but it still happened. And it's BBC, it's 2020. Yeah. Like, if I hope these reports aren't correct and I'm factually incorrect, but like, hopefully so. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't watch, I don't watch the the dancing shows, but um, I know I don't. <laughs> But it is surprising to me to find out like that it's like that it's still not happening like in terms of having same sex. Listen, sure half the judging panel is gay. Let's get yeah. with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised none of the guys have spoken out more. Um, yeah. There you go. And uh, Bruno's not going to be on the show this year because he's going to be in America. As I said, I don't. I don't. I don't watch them. So. You know Bruno though. He's like, I love. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I did. I judged the talent uh, lip sync battle in college once. Okay. Uh, there was three of us, and the two guys kind of had their like, they were kind of more well known or whatever in the college, and people kind of got them. And I was like, so who am I? Like, what is who? What judge am I? Am I the Simon? They're like, I don't think so. <laughs> so I was like, I'm gonna be the Bruno. I'm gonna be Bruno. Yes. <laughs> Carol, you worked it. You loved it. It was like Judy and Benson meets Bruno Tonyales. It was amazing. <laughs> So there's a, a, a campaign launched to save the historic Stonewall Inn from permanent closure. Of course, everywhere's closing now because of COVID-19. Yeah. Is- like, so the thing about this, right, is that, you know, I can understand, like, you know, it's a, it's a significant place, but it's like completely different owners, right? And it's like, it's, like a, new, it's a new iteration of it. So is this just the owners trying to kind of, maybe cash in almost on the like you know you know you know obviously it's a warranted has a big place in the community because mm. of like, what, what happened there and stuff like that but like is it now just kind of like you know when uh, you know uh, there's a lot of pubs in dublin that are old pubs but owned by new owners and people still think they're like a traditional kind of they need oh, we need to keep this place open it's like it's fucking owned by press up the same as half the town like you know like they don't need the money, you know? I didn't realise, like, it, only when you look into it, the amount of places that are owned by the same people or, like, how much of it is a business. And it's not... Because yeah. you think of a place, like, oh, I love this place. Like, you have an emotional affection to it. Yeah. And a lot of them can come across, like, because of the people that work there and they're so fabulous. Yeah. Um, they can feel very, like, community-based and, you know, owner-run kind of stuff. But a lot of yeah. places aren't. Especially I know, in yeah. cities. But I do think, like, I think... Stonewall can't ever close. Like, and I think there'll always be someone there to. But we have to ensure that there's always someone there to keep it open because it is so iconic. Yeah, it has become an emblem for, um, you know, the gay rights movement. Even though there was people cite other things that happened and other people who really propelled. um, Yeah, but that 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 doesn't really matter, does it? Like, like you need an icon, right? You need, as you say, like you know, you need to have a beacon. Let's say. Yeah, and the funny, the funny thing is, I when I was putting this um, thing on this T-shirt because I got it two years ago in pennies, pennies. <laughs> What's that? What was that Christmas ad? Pennies. Everything costs a little less or something. That <laughs> it was years ago. Um, I don't know. Anyway, that's my Christmas FM hat. And um, some of the proceeds Stonewall in the UK, which is a big LGBT charity. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, um, like, there's so many things that are replicated off Stonewall. And um, I think it's important to stay open. But yeah, there yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, what was the other one? Um, oh, the controversial Sean Russell statue in Fairview Park. Uh, what did they say? Dobbed. D-A-U-B-E-D. What is that? Dobbed. You know, like to daub something. Oh, I'm just going to daub that. 
dab your wounds uh, <laughs> with with, ra- with rainbow colors. I mean, like yeah, it's 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 we're in that the, the statue cancellation culture now, aren't we? Um, it's a it's a funny one. It is like especially where, where does the line stop? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're gonna dig up everything on everyone and pull them, pull them all down, like you know and. But that, I, being said, that being said, I know, and this is very controversial. Off. This is very controversial, but um, I think we should be focusing on erecting new statues instead yeah, of tearing one. Because we can learn from history, and I think if yeah. we erase history, and this is a form of doing, and I know this, if this this is probably an unpopular opinion, but I completely Black Lives Matter. You know, they do, and. None of this all lives matter shit. That this the, the yeah. problem is Black Lives Matter. But I think if we erase history, we run the risk of entering into a territory whereby we forget what history is. And if you like, I'm going to compare it to the Holocaust, right? Yeah. Everyone always says in every Holocaust documentary that you've ever watched, we have to remember and yeah. define what happened so people don't forget. And I think there is an element of that here. You, you can't just whitewash everything. And there you go, whitewashing. But you can't. And yeah, we should. We should be picking. Like, remember they were trying to. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of the woman's name. They were trying to put her on um, the dollar, the dollar bill, in America, and it kind of got waylaid. And she was a black woman. Um, oh, God, I can't Rosa remember her name. It, it could have been Rosa Parks. I could be wrong though, and it, it, it's been delayed or whatever, or it's been taken off the table. But it's things like this and representation and those kind of icons being raised yeah. up. That we need to look at. I think I think it's a really good point, actually. To, like, yeah, focus on okay. Well, what statues do we want? Not mm. what statues don't we want? And again, like I think on the the Holocaust thing, right? Like, it's a it's a funny one, uh, not a funny one, but it's an interesting one because, like, you know, like yeah, like what they're saying, and you know, like I've been like to some of the camps and that, and it is important for them to be there because it really brings it home. Um, yeah, like those countries said, could have mowed those down. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But them said, over. That being said, they did take down all the the statues that should have been taken down, like, you know, because it is like, I think we have to remember that, like, a statue isn't, a statue isn't a museum, right? A statue is a commemoration, and a commemoration is a, oh, true. Like, you know, you're kind of thinking, as a nation, we, we believe in the merits of this person, let's say, mm. and if that person had, like, you know, a checkered past, and this is, I suppose, this is where you get into like, are we talking about a person with a checkered past, or are we talking about a person that, like, you know, was well, some of them don't even have checkered past, yeah, do they? Yeah, they just yeah, have like, yeah. like George Washington was a slave owner. Yeah. And I, I was watching the View the other day, and you know the way that whole rumor that he had wooden teeth. Mm-hmm. That's actually factually wrong. He wore the teeth of his slaves. Um, oh. Yeah. So, and he's there's so many monuments at George Washington. Mm. Um, it's a funny one, but I think the word is balance. Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah, where do you get the balance from? Maybe you get the balance from new statues. Um, I think it's a really good idea. It's a really good idea. Maybe we should build one. Build one. <laughs> make it work. Color, colorful ones. You can do yeah, like yeah. you know the way the statues are always like bronze or whatever. Yeah. Like, why couldn't you have like a colorful? piece that sits there I know yeah I know, I, I'm not really too familiar with Sean Russell and stuff but um, so whoever, me whoever did it happy pride yeah exactly <laughs> it's so funny though how, how, how we are like you, we talk about globalization in the word of the economy and trade and all this kind of stuff but 
globalization is like when you see the black lives matter movement in ireland and people protesting that is globalization like and lockdown is globalization we're all working as one world at the moment which is really it's fucking weird it's like black mirror yeah what a show what a show I, I love this section and it's just fun and um, uplifting and it's Hall of Fame. So the Hall of Fame is where here at Queer Relations, we have a Hall of Fame where we're adding people to it um, who we think should be there and who we think represent all the great things, Queer Revelations and LGBTQIA+. So Kyle, do you have someone to, uh, to add? I do, yeah, but it's a bit of a, bit of a cheat of sorts. Um, you got to add yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be there. No, so like my 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 person is Prince, the or the artist formerly known as Prince. And I think when I say it's a cheat, there is kind you of say like, that like he faked his own death or something. No, no, he's he's, he's dead. Uh, no, just in terms of like you know his own like you know sexual identification isn't like definitely LGBTQ, but it's just I just think like he's like people would ask him about his androgyny and just the way he was and he was, you know, he was always very strong and just saying, well, look, that, that, that's just who I am. I just want to be that. I think that's a really important message for people in the community. Absolutely. And to do, I think he was so progressive mm. in a time where it probably wasn't safe to do it. And like, I even growing up as Prince, I, I didn't, I just knew him as Prince or I knew them as Prince. Like, I don't know what way to address, address yeah. it, but there was always this air of kind of mystery and intrigue. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. And the celebration of self, which is, exactly, I think, really yeah. nice. So that's, that's, that's my candidate anyway. Oh, yeah. Fabulous. 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 <laughs> Have you seen Shit's Creek? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Fabulous. Yeah, yeah. I went into more there for a second. I was like, Fabulous. <laughs> This is the problem with fuck. <laughs> this is the problem when you do live things. You know what I mean? If anyone was like, if I'm ever considered for anything on television, if television is still alive by the time I'm 35, people be like, he cursed on this program twice. No. My... <laughs> oh fuck, Daddy. Yes. Um... <laughs> Very thirsty. Um, mine is, and I can't remember who I've added before. Um, I'm trying to think, but I feel like Lady Gaga is, if she's been at it already, she needs to be at it again. Yeah, because yeah, Chromaticus yeah, yeah. came out since the, I last recorded an episode. And have you heard it? What do you think? Ah, uh, I just think it's phenomenal. I've listened to it in the car on repeat and every mm-hmm. song could be, you could, you could dance to in the club. Like every song. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like Rain On Me isn't even the best song there. No. Like the opener into the second song. I don't even know them by name. I'm just listening to it. Oh, as yeah, 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 Do you know what yeah, I mean? Oh yeah. my God. Like, and the opening, the classical music. And I bring, I'm like, this bitch, <laughs> you better work. <laughs> and um, Lady, Lady Gag is bisexual as well, which is fab. Yeah. Last time I checked. I think like she's, yeah, like, like I think she's quite in the Prince mold as well. I'm just kind of like, look. Oh. Yourself, and even more so because she's reached out and built a community and raised other people's voices. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, really out. She's outwardly, like she's doing it in a transparent way. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Whereas other times you can have like messaging that can be subtle. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, put your claws up, bitches. We're here. <laughs> we're queer and we're proud. And I also think like um, people like, oh my God, he's so proud and queer. Like I am, I'm homophobic deep down. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. everyone is. That's how you're reared. Yeah. That's that's the world we, we live in. And the kids growing up say, obviously, let's hope that they don't, they're not in, ingrained with homophobia. But like, that's the problem with coming out. And that's the problem with being LGBT. Everyone has that. And the more it goes on, you have to remind yourself that this is okay and this is fine. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, re- yeah. rewiring your brain. I know. An interesting revelation there. I'm I'm homophobic. <laughs> but you know what I mean. You know yeah. what I mean though, right? Oh, certainly, yeah. Certainly. As I said, like, it's just you look a, lifetime, a lifetime of just, ah, stop, stop, yeah, homophobe. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, like, I think like a, a lifetime of being told a certain thing, like, it's hard to shake, like, you know. Yeah, and I've lived more of my life in the closet than I have out of it, mm. so. Because you're so young. <laughs> I'm 25 this year, bitch. Jeez. I'm sorry, but look, where's the boat <laughs> Right, Kyle, I've had such an amazing time. But if people want to find out more about you, where can they go? And maybe you can tell us um, if you're working on anything in the meantime. Yeah, 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 yeah. To. Like, I think, like, yeah, go to my Instagram, is at Kyle Phillip Comedy. What did I say? Kyle Phillip Comedy. Um, then, yeah, there's a link to my, well, there was a link to my YouTube in that, but I've Oh, we'll put them all in the description anyway, yeah. but yeah. Because um, the walking are coming. To, like, uh, kind of support black lives matter communities and stuff like that so i have a link to that in my instagram but yeah so there'll be more walking tours soon and uh, there's a few more things in the pipeline as well that'll be coming out hopefully. i love a good pipeline me i'm so excited but you're doing great stuff and um i have to say like i think we're both very ballsy <laughs> we're yeah. just like we're just like fuck it and so um well done well done that's you well done keep it up and is there, is there anything else you'd like to say no, I think that's about it. Hello, Russell. <laughs> hi, Russell. Love you. And hi, Lindsay. Oh, yeah, Lindsay too. <laughs> we, we, we might be able to do like um, a, a part two to this and Lindsay yeah. can come in. You'll yeah, be on like yeah. a separate camera. Like, hi. <laughs> but no, look, I'm, I'm so appreciative of you coming on. And with that, we're almost done, but do not worry because there's lots more where that came from. If you like this episode, don't forget to hit that like button. And if you want to subscribe to catch all our future content and all our future episodes, you can do so right now on whatever platform you're listening to us on or wherever you get your podcasts, whether that's Apple Music or Spotify or all the other ones. Yeah, we made it. We're pretty much everywhere. We jumped through all the loopholes and we got there. It was actually pretty, really simple because of Anchor.fm. They're not sponsors yet but they might be one day they're great if you're looking for to start a podcast or you want to try out some stuff head on over there and see what they've got to offer it's a free service really really cool and lastly if you want to get in on the conversation online you can do so we are at queer revelations on all our socials and you can also use the hashtag hashtag queer revelations really straightforward actually lastly i just want to say before we finish no matter where you're from who you are or how you identify just remember you're loved You're beautiful and you matter. Stay queer. Until next time. Bye.